I am John Miller, and this is another episode of Everybody Trades. And boy, Twitter sure is an interesting place, isn't it? (laughs) Such an interesting place, in fact. Sorry as I almost knocked something off my desk there. Also, by the way, ignore the hammering in the background. That's just my neighbors. No big deal. We'll soldier on, but... Anyway, I was just amused by something this morning. It just struck me that we live in a pretty bizarre world when one of the most nonviolent people in all of Washington, D.C., indeed in this day and really in any day for, for decades, has been Senator Rand Paul. I mean, obviously his dad, Ron, other than that, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who has been more outspoken, for instance, by the U.S.'s support of the conflict in Yemen the past few years. You'll hear almost no one in the Washington establishment talk about that. And truly, as the old saying goes, it sure seems that the pioneers take the arrows. Well, on Twitter this morning, Rand Paul tweeted this out. He said, Unfortunately, I will have to limit my August activities. Part of my lung damaged by the 2017 assault had to be removed by surgery this weekend. The doctors, nurses, and staff at Vanderbilt University Medical Center were great. I should be able to return to the Senate in September. So if you don't remember, you never heard. Rand Paul was, while he was mowing his lawn, Rand was mowing his own lawn with a push lawn mower, and one of his neighbors really for unknown reasons at this time, and frankly still owned to me to this day, tackled him from behind. Uh, It was some sort of dispute, perhaps. I think it was actually now that I'm thinking of it as I talk here, it seemed like it was based on some landscaping dispute. Apparently the guy thought that Rand got his clippings in in his sidewalk or there was a hedge that was too grown up, something like that. You know, one of those, a real reasonable reason to physically assault somebody, obviously. So that was the story, and obviously Rand suffered some pretty serious broken ribs, and clearly a bit of his lung had to be removed as a result. So not exactly a laughing matter here, and you'd think even if you weren't 100% in political agreement with Rand, You'd think the people on the left being traditionally sympathetic to the anti-war movement would cut Rand a little break and maybe send him some well wishes, right? Well, you'd be wrong. At least according to Twitter. Now, I am careful to point out that Twitter, despite what most of the corporate media would have you believe, Twitter is not real life and it is certainly not a scientific sample of any actual human beings on the planet. But when you go, if you just search for Rand Paul Twitter, this tweet that I just read you will pop up. Well, give it a click on Google, why don't you? And you'll notice that the replies that pop up first on Google, I don't know why these pop up first. I suppose because they're the most popular. There has to be some sort of algorithm involved here because they're all replies with at least double-digit retweets, triple-digit, sometimes four-digit likes. So let's just start reading some of these. I'll just, not even at random, we'll just read them right from the top. First one from Robin A. How about taking an early retirement? The country will be better for it. Okay, a little stiff, but not too bad. Next one, thoughts and prayers. Take the rest of your life off. Ouch, okay, gotcha. 
Let's see. Next one. Would you like cheese with your wine? Next one. How convenient. You have lung issues. Massacre Mitch hashtag broke his shoulder. I guess these are reasons you two to not address the current tragedies at hand. I guess this is your way of stalling in hopes of these events blowing over. Tell me I'm wrong. And then next one must be nice to have top-notch medical care and the ability to take an entire month off. So, okay, that was five tweets. Not exactly a lot of sympathy for Mr. Paul, and he doesn't get exactly get a lot of brownie points for his very nonviolent anti-war views. And not only just those views in general, but his, his very much outspoken nature on that. Now, of course, I can hear some of you pointing out to the recent, what I would call the corporate media manufactured controversy about Rand Paul supposedly blocking the Senate from approving 9-11 victim compensation. Now, that was one of the most absurd political controversies I've seen in a long time. Because here was the point that Rand Paul was making. You see, we have this thing called the debt ceiling in the United States government that has been raised every single quarter, every single year, for I don't know how long. Essentially for years now, for at least this entire decade, if not longer, every single time the idea of the debt ceiling need to be raised comes up, people caterwaul in Washington and act like the world will come to an end if it doesn't spend, what, 5 6% more than what it spent the last year and the year before that and the year before that. And the year before that. And it never ends. It absolutely never ends. And so somehow for Rand Paul to point out the hypocrisy of this and say, hey, for those of you who want to spend more money, you want to keep spending the the money on 9-11 victims, hey, I'm right there with you. Cut from somewhere else. Don't use the 9-11 victim compensation fund as your political hostage, because that's really what was done here by the establishment. And then they tried to hang that around Rand Paul's neck as if they weren't the ones who took the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund hostage in the first place. You see how this goes? You speak out against the establishment and all the monstrosities that they've done in places like Yemen, in places like Afghanistan and Iraq, and hope to God, not Iran someday. We need to stay out of there, too. Let's not forget that this Yemen thing was only supposed to last a matter of weeks, is what we were told. That was the bill of goods that the United States public was sold. Well, here we are almost four years later, and it's one of the worst humanitarian crises this world has seen in a long time. And that's just disgusting to me, that people are want to blame Rand Paul, one of the few people in Washington who actually has the guts, the actual conviction to stand up and speak against this stuff, you're going to act like, oh, yeah, he doesn't care about the 9-11 victims and he wants them to suffer or whatever. The people, the first responders. Yeah, Rand Paul wants them to suffer. Well, you know what? All of you who spun that, all of you in Washington, all of you in the corporate media establishment who decided, hey, guess what? We're going to take this 9-11 issue and the victims of that, the first responders, their health care, we're going to take that hostage and tie it to the debt ceiling. Well, shame on you. You are the ones who are messed up in this. You are the ones who are immoral. You are the ones who have no ethics in this scenario. So shame on you, not on Rand Paul, 
not on the guy who was attacked by his neighbor, not on the guy who actually has some sense to realize that, yes, in a, tr- in a country that has a, has a multi-trillion dollar budget, yes, somehow we can probably look under a few nooks and crannies, look under, look under the rug, look into Donald Trump's golf cart, wherever you want to look, and we can find some places to cut money from this insane boondoggle of a federal system that we have. How about that? Chew on that for your Monday morning. All right, I'm John Miller. I'm getting out of here. This has been Everybody Trade.